All right, how you going guys? It's Jamie. Today's episode is all about a very special exercise you can do at home if you want to become better at copywriting, better at storytelling, and as a result of the improvement in your copy, be able to attract more leads, build a deeper bond with your audience, and in a very seamless and fluid way, sell more stuff. Catch you guys right after this. All right, welcome back everyone. Thank you very much for joining me. If this is the first time here, I'd like to say an incredibly warm welcome to you. My name's Jamie Gardner. And over the last 12 years, I've been involved in affiliate marketing. I teach how to build a personal brand, how to monetize a Facebook group, even if you've only got a handful of people in there. And I really just love being able to help my students out in terms of marketing, mindset, copywriting, all that super fun stuff. If any of that is of interest to yourself, feel free to hit the subscribe button. Feel free to check out my free Facebook group over at ultimateaffiliategroup.com. That's ultimateaffiliategroup.com. Otherwise, let's jump straight into it. So if you're listening to this at this stage, this might be a relatively short one. It's a pretty simple exercise, and it's something that I've been doing for a number of years. It is how to take simple inanimate objects from around your home or when you're out for a walk or in your car or in your everyday life and correlate those to something that is relevant to the topic you're trying to speak about something that is relevant so to give you an example uh, i did this exercise just today and as i looked around my desk i just eaten a bowl of food for lunch and I thought, well, before I go and put that in the kitchen and get it all cleaned up like I should, I'm going to see how I can correlate this into something that is relevant to marketing and high-ticket affiliate marketing and coaching. What is relevant to an empty bowl, you might ask? Well, absolutely nothing as it transpires. However, I did start thinking about a couple of things. Number one is staring at an empty bowl. It was kind of like how so many coaches and affiliates are they really don't have their sales pipeline filled up with anything at all. And they're wondering why they can't make sales, why they can't get leads, why this thing isn't working for them. They're wondering where the money is. But a lot of the time, they are looking at the outcomes without putting in the inputs, right? So in a very, very simple way, all I took was an empty bowl, and I just wrapped a small story around it being relevant to uh, filling your sales pipeline. Now, of course, on a worksheet, all you need to do is draw a line down the middle of your page, and on one side you put the story or item, and then on the other side you put the correlation. That's as simple as that. And what you'll find is when you're starting to build out a story, when you're starting to write something, you now have a story that you can talk about. And then all you need to do is just seamlessly correlate that to the relevant item that you're wanting to talk about and the uh, thing that you're trying to emphasize in your content. Another one I gave was really simple. Again, just happened to be staring at my desk. And I looked over and there's a coffee cup there. And I started thinking about when I first started drinking coffee. And maybe you're the same. Maybe you're feeling something similar here. Where when you first start drinking coffee, it's it's bitter. And it's not that flavorsome. You, but you like the smell a lot of the time. But when you go to drink it, it's just this horrible thing. But then you get this amazing feeling afterwards. And you think about on that feeling you think, wow, I was energized for the entire day. 
could hardly sleep that night first time I had coffee. That was amazing. How do I get that back? I want more of it. And so therefore, over time, it becomes a habit. And so it's kind of like anything that you do. If you are building a personal brand and you're putting yourself out there, it's not going to be comfortable when you first start doing that because it's not the normal thing that we do for most of us. But over time, you become used to it. Then you start to enjoy it. And then it starts to become a habit, exactly like having a cup of coffee. Now, the other thing I thought of is, well, it's routine. It's routine to have a cup of coffee for many of us, billions of people around the world. It's routine. For example, a lot of us will wake up and we'll meditate, we'll do some exercise and journaling, all the stuff that you're meant to do when you're successful, supposedly. For the record, never had a morning routine really just wake up start working i don't really know what the fuss is about when it comes to that stuff i think it's like one of these things that people feel like they need to do like i need to have a routine in the morning um for me personally i, I literally just i wake up i start working and then i'll go go a cup of coffee after about an hour so i guess that is my routine but i don't have like a structured wake up at 5 45 meditate for eight minutes chuck something in my journal go to the gym like i don't yeah i don't really subscribe to that of idea maybe i should maybe my life would be a little bit more productive but at the time being that's all i do i just wake up and start working and then grab a cup of coffee anyway routine but the point being is that you can take something as simple as a coffee cup and now turn it into something that you can build a story around right really cool now i'm talking into a lovely rode microphone as we speak and it's a great big monstrous thing to be perfectly honest but it does a pretty good job it picks up sound it allows me to plug my headphones in. I can listen to a whole bunch of things there if I choose to. And it can pick up outside sounds if I tune one of the little dials. I really don't know how it works, to be honest. But I can hear a pin drop from the other side of the house when I twist this little knob thing. It's pretty damn cool, right? But for the time being, it allows me to communicate with you guys. And that reminds me of a particular correlation that might be relevant. A microphone is a device designed to absorb sound and transform that sound into whatever you choose to record it on or save it, whatever you crazy kids are doing with sounds these days. But the correlation between that is clear, concise communication with your audience. If you're in a sales dynamic and you're not clearly articulating how your product or service or offering is going to benefit the prospect, you won't make a sale. Conversely, when it comes to your copy, if you can't clearly communicate what issues your product, service, or offering helps alleviate, helps solve for your prospect, again, you're probably not gonna make many sales, right? So the correlation in this case is quite simply microphone communication, right? And see, uh, now I can almost like attack a pain point at that same time, just through that simple exercise. Now, one more story. And it, it actually has two stories on the back of it. <laughs> so I live in an apartment building and I've got this big, huge uh, glasses. Big, huge glasses? What do you call it? Big, huge windows that you see through. Yeah, there you go. Glasses. I suppose you see through glasses as well, don't you? But these are big, huge windows. And we get a guy in that comes in maybe once a, once a month to clean. His name is Michael. We've known him for years. We have a bit of a laugh every time he comes in and uh, get along with everyone pretty well. Now, as it just so happens, we're talking about routines. 
And he said, you know, my wife's doing X, Y, Z, but me personally, I just come home and grab a couple of beers and play Candy Crush. And I thought that was really unique. Who would have thought it? Like this, uh, there's an older gentleman that plays Candy Crush. He's like, yeah, yeah. So look, I was actually ranked number one in the world for, for quite some time. I'm probably sitting around, I don't know, between three and five in the world at the moment. I was like, what are you talking about? Are you serious? You're ranked three to five in the world for this game of Candy Crush. I said, have you ever thought about monetizing that? It sounds absolutely amazing. And he said, yeah, well, you know, I've done this thing and blah, blah, and you know, I'm up to like level whatever, 17,000, whatever it was, I don't know, something ridiculous at that point. And he said, I've, I've even clocked it before until they, they re-release a new stage or whatever it's called. I was like, wow, that's incredible. Anyways, uh, he didn't know that there was online gaming and different competitions that you could enter to win prize money. So I got him onto that. And so I introduced a concept to him based on the current skill set that he has. And I thought it was really remarkable. And so again, there's an entire story about him becoming the best in the world at Candy Crush, ranked number five, top five in the world at Candy Crush. And the correlation with that is, well, there's a whole bunch of them, but if you think about it, perseverance, focus, determination. He wasn't determined, never wanted to be the best in the world. He just enjoys playing it becomes addicted to it, right? But it's focus. It's him dedicating his time to it. He's finding entertainment in it, right? And then the other part is I've introduced a new idea to him. So imagine that I had an offer, which is, hey, I will show you how to monetize your everyday skills online. And you should have seen his eyes light up. He was like, what? Almost, almost angry at me. Like, how did I not know this information before? This is ridiculous. What the hell? So I did a quick Google. And like I say, sure enough, there's a whole bunch of online uh, games out there and, and gaming forums and different things, competitions you can enter and all that type of stuff for it. And so now he's gone down the rabbit hole and he's doing that, right? And so therefore, if I was selling, selling him that idea, like I said, Michael, I can all your dreams come true i've got a way where you with your current skill set without doing anything different than you're currently doing could start to earn money from playing candy crush how much do you think you would have paid me if i said that and i started to organize all these tournaments for him probably quite a lot so cool i want five percent of your prize money ten percent whatever right my point being the correlation there is being able to introduce a new concept to someone to be able to solve their problems he doesn't love cleaning windows he loves being self-employed yes but what he truly loves is this bloody game of candy crush i've solved a problem for him correlation sales now another story that he told and i thought this was really fascinating as well is i have a neighbor and he's a lovely guy i've spoken to him in the hallway numerous times but he has this bellowing laugh and it carries and it echoes through the hallway and through our apartment reverberates through the walls and it carries and it always pops up at the most inopportune times for example when my wife and i are having a disagreement of some kind as couples sometimes do and all of a sudden there's a pregnant pause and we've reached a stalemate in our debate and through the wall you hear this bellowing ha 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 almost like he can't control himself like arthur from the joker just absolutely like i say reverberates throughout the property 
and it always happens at the wrong time. Or another time when we're watching some sort of movie and there's a sad scene where the family's dog inexplicably dies and you're all bereft at the death of this poor animal. And all of a sudden, ah, 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 ah. Anyway, he's very positive and I actually really like the guy. But it's just really funny that this happens over and over. So that sparked the conversation of his own neighbours. Now, a little bit more dark in this respect. But his neighbour, unfortunately, is very abusive. He's got this beautiful young girlfriend and he swears at her. And it sounds like there's always a commotion. So they suspect there might be some domestic violence, which is really sad. Now... He understands, due to where the noise is coming from, that it's the apartment just down the hall. And so he's confronted this guy before, or so he thought. And the guy said, I don't want you to know what you're talking about, mate. Leave me alone. And another time it happened, so he called the police. And the police, of course, rock up. Now this is, of course, an anonymous call. And so he then proceeds to tell me that the police stopped coming when he called. And I thought, how sad, that is terrible, that poor woman, I hope she's okay. Hope it's just a big misunderstanding, hope they just have passionate debates and nothing more. And so then one day, very recently, they can hear the commotion and there's all sorts of swearing and he's cussing her out, and he's yelling, and he's threatening her, and he's doing all sorts of horrible things by the sounds of it. And because he has called the police so many times, and they have not come to her rescue, they have not come to attend the property, the neighbours from the apartment across the street caught wind of it because it was so loud, and they jumped onto their balcony, and they started yelling, leave her alone, calm down, we'll call the police, leave her be. And so, of course, my neighbor, not knowing what to do, he gets out this big, huge sign and he writes the apartment number on it. So therefore, they can maybe make a difference. Maybe they can call the police, get someone over there, because he's tried so many times and they haven't done anything. And in a vain hope that someone else will attend to this poor woman. So, eventually the police come. They go down to the apartment and it calms down. And so the next day, he happens to be in the lift and he meets this guy and he suspects it's his neighbour. And they got chatting and the guy says, you had a really weird night last night. Um, I'm just hanging out there in my apartment and you know, watching a bit of TV and stuff like that. And all of a sudden there's a very loud knock at the door, a very stern voice on the other side. As I open the door, lo and behold, there's two officers there to greet me. And they said, we hear about some domestic disturbance. And they said, my girlfriend has been yelling and I've been swearing at her and I've done all this, I've done that and blah, blah. Except the weird thing is, I don't have a girlfriend and I live alone. <laughs> and so... The reason why the police had never come to this guy's apartment after that first time is because it is the wrong apartment. They live on a corner block and on that corner block, there's multiple properties and the apartment adjacent 
to their building, which sounds like it's coming from just down the end of the hall, that is where this gentleman is with his girlfriend. And that is why they never came back. So of course, Michael, Michael did. he was absolutely mortified at this, uh, this mistake. So the correlation with both of these things, like saying Candy Crush one, the introduction of a new concept, really providing a solution for your prospects that is crafting an offer. And with the second one, the mistaken identity and the misinformation and the false assumption of where this person lived, which is exactly how it is for so many coaches and high ticket affiliates, where they just make the assumption that they know what someone else wants. They assume that the person on the other end of their content knows exactly, or they know exactly what they want. And the relevance of all that is they don't, they're making an assumption. But wouldn't it be really nice if you knew in advance when your audience comes into your world, exactly what they're looking for, exactly what they needed in their business to start making sales and then scale their business. That was the correlation. Now for the record, just to answer that little part of the end, yes, you can do that. It's really simple. Just set up a Facebook group. You'll find people will come when they come to you, they actually give you the information of what they're struggling with. And you don't need to make that assumption. You can actually use their exact wording to start producing content. Maybe you'll be able to use the wording that they give you through the questions that they you're allowed to ask as they enter your group to the correlate something, correlate a story. Pretty cool stuff, huh? Anyway, hope you enjoyed this little story for today. My name's Jamie. I really appreciate you guys tuning in. Feel free to hit the subscribe button if you've got value from this. Uh, otherwise, go check out ultimateaffiliategroup.com. Go check out my free Facebook group. There's a ton of stuff in there. I do weekly lives. I've got all sorts of value I drop in there on a very, very consistent basis. Once again, my name is Jamie. Thank you very much for joining me. Catch you in the next one.